Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Mm. All right, you guys choose your own adventure here on Mackie and Judd today. Daily Minnesota sports entertainment speculation therapy. Old Mackadak's going to make his return to Target Center tonight. You. Go watch the Timberwolves take on the 76ers. 76ers off of back-to-back uh, in Indiana last night. They beat the Pacers like 147 to 141 or 142 or something. So maybe they're just tired from scoring 147 points. 6.30 start, don't forget. Yeah. TNT, I believe, right? Yep. Little TNT action. Uh, Jim Peterson with Alan Horton on the radio broadcast for the first that. time in oh. like six years tonight. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Jim Pete's the greatest. So Martin's damn good, too. A Vikings choose your own adventure here. Do you want to start with the latest mock draft from the Todd father himself, Todd McShay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or do you want a list that Declan found of uh, recent NFL cap casualties? Like Eric Kendricks was cut by the Vikings. A bunch of other teams are putting still very usable, good players out there on the market. Do you want to comb through a list and see if there's anyone that interests us? A little, rec- a little reckless speculation on a Tuesday or a little uh, Todd father? Where do we start here? I'll take the latter. I'm not sure about Dex. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the reckless speculation because I will the... always take the reckless speculation. Okay. Let's do the reckless speculation. Okay. I'm addicted. Speculation. I can't help myself. All right. I'm, gonna th- I'm just going to start reading some names here for you guys. Names of players uh, that, that have been recently cut. You tell me if, if they pique your interest. We'll start with uh, Frank Clark. The Chiefs and Frank Clark unable to reach common ground on a reworked contract. Yeah, he's asking for, it sounds like he's asking for quite a bit still, so I'm probably going to take a hard pass on that one. Okay. He's really good. I'm I'm more concerned about Daniil Hunter remaining a Viking, I guess, than trying to add there with another veteran. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah, again, jump in if if, if one of these names strikes a chord with you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if he can become available for a reasonable number, kind of like Zadarius did last year, then then you absolutely do it, right? I mean, Zadarius Smith, he's Frank Clark is twenty nine years old, and if he doesn't get the market that he wants, I'd be in on that absolutely. He definitely elevated his play in the postseason too, which is a, a good thing. I feel, like, I feel like Frank Clark was older. I can't be you're right. He's twenty nine years old. He seems like he's older because he's been. Chiefs are a four three, correct? They are, I believe, a four three. Yes. So you you would you would also have some because I. Florida's going to play a totally different defense, but it's still a base 3-4. So I don't know that Frank Clark would, would want to 
moved to a 3-4 base. He was better in Seattle than he was in Kansas City, but he also wreaked some havoc in the postseason with Kansas City and came away with a couple championship rings. Interesting. Uh, the Titans cut Bud Dupree, pass rusher Bud Dupree. So he signed a fake five-year, $82 million contract in 2021, and then life came at him fast, uh, and so he was released. <laughs> he has not lived up to the expectation of that contract. I'm out on Bud Dupree, unless you guys. But he does come from the same system that Brian Flores is going to run. It's that sort of Vrabel, Belichick, 3-4 type system. I'm with you. The Titans also cut Barstool's own Taylor Lewan. I'd take him just like at Score North as a podcaster. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's I think he's physically shot. If I'm not, he seems like he's been hurt just a ton. In his prime, he's really good. But uh, yeah, I think you're good at tackle. He might just be good in getting into a media career here at some point too. Yeah, you no, know, he might even. Who knows? At this point, maybe you can make more money not getting smashed around in the that would help in the trenches on a regular basis. Um, okay, how about? Uh, Robert Woods, wide receiver Robert Woods, also cut. The Titans are just cutting everyone here. So Robert Woods, yeah. he interests me. Yeah. He's not going to be like the explosive deep threat that you really want next to Jefferson. But if you're looking for someone that can run block really well and be a possession receiver, he's not. He's like 30. Uh, he'd be pretty affordable. So Robert Woods interests me, and he has experience with Kevin O'Connell. Correct. Yes. Uh, in, in fact, I read a pretty intriguing piece when he was released. I think he was released like two and a half weeks ago uh, about that exactly and about his familiarity with the Ram system, which, of course, is what O'Connell does here. Um, you know what? If Thielen is gone, Robert Woods intrigues me as the replacement for what Thielen would have done. So not the number two guy, but, you know, there's there's a place for guys l- like this. Um, don't underestimate too the importance of a wide receiver who can block. It's thankless. It sucks. They hate it. So if you get a guy who, who can embrace it, that one at the right salary, which I think it would be a one-year probably incentive con- laden contract, something like that. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah, it I, me. I like this one a lot because he has familiar with Kevin O'Connell. Um, one time was a was a good could stretch the field a little bit more, but the blocking is huge. He likes the system. This could be someone that you could bring in for a cheaper side and be potentially a wide receiver two slash three in in your offense. I would I would like this a lot. If you if you replace, I know some Viking fans are going to hate this, but if you were to replace this version of Adam Thielen with a healthy version of, well, that's not fair. The healthiest versions of Thielen and Woods that exist right now. If you were to make that swap, I think the Vikings would be better with Robert Woods. I just I think the, I I don't. I don't buy into this, like, Thielen's, there's another level there still, you know? Right. So the question there is, if you made that swap, would you then still maybe draft a receiver and have some youth coming in? Would that guy yes. even have snaps? with Because K.J. Osborne has been productive, too. Yep. We'll see. Uh, continuing with, with the uh, the Titans trend here, this is an interesting one, because, again, it's the same defense, 3-4 defense in that sort of Belichick style, Mike Vrabel. Zach Cunningham is a linebacker and a former second-round pick by the Texans. I believe he got traded to the Titans a couple of years ago, and then uh, he signed a contract in 2012. Oh, maybe this is it. He might have signed. He signed a four-year, $58 million contract. Uh, they're getting out from basically the last year of that. Six foot three, 230, one of the better run-stopping linebackers in the league between 2017 and 21, struggled and was banged up last year. Uh, at the right price, I would definitely kick the tires on that one, wouldn't you? I, I and mean, he's you 20, 28 years old. 
Mm-hmm. 20, okay. Just turned 28 in December. Yes. Tremont That's Edmonds right is going to be the linebacker that gets probably paid the most. Um, he's entering after his rookie deal. He's still only 24 years old. Uh, he's probably going to get a big payday. If the Vikings had cap flexibility, that'd be like probably Brian Flores' number one target to go after and get. And I'm guessing Edmonds is probably going to be more motivated by dollar signs since he's still 24 and could cash in on a big payday. But if you can't get that first-line guy in Tremont Edmonds, then yes, you need to see the secondary options, and they need to obviously rebuild that position with them cutting Kendricks. I think Jordan Hicks is also inevitable cut. So that probably is someone that will slide in there that would make some sense. Mm. I'm in. Definitely interested. Any any sort mm-hmm. of like good linebacker that's 28, 26 years old, that doesn't break the bank and knows the system, very interested. All right, uh, Leonard Fournette. Would you believe Leonard Fournette is still only 28 years old? He just turned 28 years yeah. old in January. Guy's been around, f- seemingly, he spent three years in, in Jacksonville and Tampa. He's 84, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but still, like, still relatively effective. You know, if you can get Leonard Fournette, let's say you got rid of Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette in a shared backfield. Right. No, you're I'm out. going young there. Yeah. I'm going young there. He um he, he did catch 73 passes last year. Now Brady is the ultimate checkdown guy for, in a good way, uh, and he has familiarity even with with other systems where he was featured a ton as a pass catching back in Jacksonville. He caught 76 passes too, so he can catch the ball, which is something that would be a nice utilization of that position. But he's 28, and I'm probably out on that idea. That's funny. He was a uh, three and a half yards a carry last year, only a tick under four yards a carry for his career. And also, just like playing with Tom Brady tends to elevate you. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. If, if if it was almost free, okay. But, like, if you got rid of Dalvin Cook, the goal would be to get as cheap and young right. and, and multifaceted as you right. possibly could. Uh, who else here? Let's see. What about, uh, okay, Houston Texans center or former Houston Texans center, uh, Justin Britt. So I'll give you a little information about Justin Britt. He's going to turn 32 years old in May, so he's on the older side. He was a second-round pick by the Seattle Seahawks back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Justin Britt, last – okay, well, I don't know if he was, like, banged up or something. He's been basically a league average center for, like, four years until last year. He only played 70 snaps. Yeah, and uh, so – Probably good. Okay. Oh, I'm good there. I don't think uh, he's an upgrade over. He's six foot six for God's sake, so he's a he's a tall center, but probably a no on that one. All right, and the rest are like quarterbacks: Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> probably not gonna find a place as a backup. Be interesting if Carson Wentz came on for like a million bucks to be the backup quarterback. But I think they're good with Nick Mullins and the chemistry. I mean, Nick Mullins and Kirk Cousins hang out, right? Yeah, they're like buddies. Helped him with the code words and the cadence and the offense. He said he plays it in his car. That's what Nick Mullen says he does. He listens to the cadence on the drive home out of the facility, and then Kirk started adopting that as well. It's actually kind of genius. I used to do that yeah. with studying uh, in college. I would record my notes, and then I would play like it. you would voice your own notes? Yep, and then I would play it uh, as I was walking to class. Dead serious. Did it help? Sure. It helped uh, <laughs> no help more with, you know, than I, what I didn't do, I guess. Uh, so it worked to a degree. So what? Okay. So how would this work? You'd be in a class and you would be. No, no, no. So I would, I, I was a, I was the classic guy. This will not shock you boys at all. 
All right, I have to get this amount on the test to get this grade in the class. What do I have to do to get this grade, right? So yeah. I would cram and I would study and I would take notes. And then, yes, I would record it like close to bedtime. Like I would record it like me reverberating like yeah, all smart. of my notes. I'm saying you would be taking notes in class on a notebook or something. Yeah. And then you would read I'd, those notes into a recorder. Yes. And then listen to the notes. And then I would listen smart. to the notes like on the walk in the, you know, this eight, 10 minute walk from my house into campus at San Cloud. It, I, I liked it. Actually, I would just play online poker in the back of the lectures and hope and pray for the test. That was pretty much so, like the last uh, two or three years. I, of I had my to college. grind my arse off just to get a C in class. I couldn't play poker in the background. So I, I was doing all the necessary and probably unnecessary steps to try to retain the information. Hmm. You know, one time I, uh, I took a I think it was like an entry when I got into the journalism school at Minnesota and I took a class. It was like. I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically intro to like AP style writing. And I had already taken that class in in high school. You could take some college in the schools classes Mm -hmm. in high school. And for some reason, that credit did not transfer over. I don't remember why. And so it's like we literally went through all the same curriculum, whatever. And I had like five different classes happening at the same time like any student would. And so I didn't like put a lot of effort into that class and wound up getting an A minus in the curriculum. But I didn't participate a whole lot in like, he, I didn't like raise my hand in class a lot. I just kind of like showed up, went through the motions, got an A minus, whatever. Right. Well, those type of students. But yes. Okay. I got an A minus, but I put effort in the other classes. But you were taking the class, be- but you were taking the class yep, before. I just want you just, just had to retake. Actually, it. that's smart. You were, yeah, you were kind I of, was conser- I was conserving energy. Yep. And, and here's the thing. I got an A minus yep. on the coursework. So like the tests and everything and the like the subjective grades and then the actual like written or the multiple choice tests, he gave me a C for the for the semester. It's a, it's a, you probably know him. I, I don't want to say his name, but he was an old uh, Star Tribune editor. Chris Eisen? No. Paul McEnroe? No. Nope. I love Mac. Oh, wait, Paul McEnroe? Mac's great. Oh, Mac is a, he was poor. Right, um, hold on a second here. I I can probably guess it. An editor at the Star Tribune? Or he, I think, yes. Or I'm a writer. Sure. He was, a, he was adjunct writer. from the Star Tribune. I'm pretty sure he was oh an God, editor. God, the Star Tribune has so many people. I don't really want to say his name because I'm going to rip him, but I'll tell you off, Mike. You can. So he gives uh, me I a mean, seat. You're paying for the class. I'd like to hear his name. Yeah. So I call. I called him and I'm like, what yeah. What happened? I All the coursework, I got an A minus and you gave me a C. He goes, yeah, I, uh, I'm dropping your grade to a C because I feel like you didn't improve and participate as much as some of the other students in the class did. Oh. And I was like, you can do that? <laughs> so I, negoti- oh, a- I negotiated to a B minus so I wouldn't have a C on my uh, you know, overachiever. Really care guy. that much? Like, well, one, I, I'd never I gotten a C you. before. I was, I was like oh. a high school overachiever. I'd you, never gotten a C before. You never got a C? That was my first. Jeez, that was my oh, first. My. My first God, C or I, lore. It was I transferred classes at Benilde. I missed a <laughs> final because I slept too long one day, and, and I was marked down as oh my god. And and then and then I rushed in. So I I was supposed to be up by I don't know seven or something like that. I accidentally slept till like eight thirty or nine. I missed a final, <laughs> and so I and so I rushed in to take it. And it was during co- the the commencement practice, which is great fun. So I just guessed the the entire test. The teacher liked me and passed me. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Lo- oh, that is privilege right there. It, it was. It was because it, it, I got marked down, and it's like you are a senior that missed the final. I'm like, okay, cool. I got the test. I just guessed. See, I was the opposite of Phil. I was the participator in class. I was always 
always raising my hand, always asking questions and commenting. And then the tests and everything else was like C work, but the partition pa- you know what? Yeah. level was like that, A work. That was me in Spanish class. I accidentally tested into a Spanish class that was too high. Like 30, they do like an entry test. You'd Here's these 30 questions in Spanish. Uh, do your best. And then based on the results, we'll place you. And I just like got super lucky on the test, tested up a level. And that was me. I got like D's on all the coursework because I, I I missed like conjugation stuff. Well, you didn't belong. But I was funny and animated yes. up in front yeah. of the room yes. during the group participation yeah. things. And but, I know what De- but but Dex's Dex's problem now w- would actually be solved because Dex, I bet you you are a a verbal learner. So like if you listen to something, you probably retain it. My guess is because of your personality, you're not very good, and and I, I'm not either at taking notes and like retaining stuff. Oh, gosh, so like reading it. the notes is really really smart. Um, so don't send I Declan think, a long email. Yeah. Basically, is it? <laughs> now I think that they would know. I'm just gonna, but I'm just gonna leave you like six minute voice memos now. Because guys like Phil dro- <laughs> drove me crazy. Because like you test well, uh, and yeah. like I don't test well. You're the worst. And, like, I had to work to pass tests, which was a bunch of crap. Tests are all I, logic, man. It's all just, like, there's like there's four options. One of them no. is clearly wrong. And then you're Tests basically, are you're, stupid because life isn't, life is not tests. Life is looking Life lessons. is all life, tests. Everything's life, a test in life. life. But, but you don't sit down with a sheet of paper and have to pass a test in life. I, I'd much rather give a speech than take a test. Yeah. But Anytime. that's what I'm saying. You, you verbally are strong. I'm with you on this completely. But the other thing, too, is I would love to set a curriculum for a college journalism class. AP writing as a freshman is one of the most backwards, stupid things. First of all, newspapers all have different styles. So, like, AP doesn't get to pass the rules. The second thing is... I tried to tell him that, too. Huh? Yeah. It didn't work. The, yeah, what, who, the second who, thing what does is, AP get to make the rules for this class? Freshmen, guy? freshmen who think that they want to get into journalism should not be going through standardized, like, here's where the semicolon goes. You should be going through lessons that even teach you if you want to be in journalism. Yeah, yeah. this is true. Amen. It's I such agree a waste with that. Of the, and then by the end, you realize you probably book. don't. <laughs> Do you know where I used the style book when I worked on the copy desk at the Star Tribune? Like, that's how nuanced the crap that is. Yeah. Like, they should be trying to give you... You should be going out and like getting stories to write because a lot of folks will say, "Oh, this isn't what I thought it was. It's not fun. People don't like me. I quit." Well, thank so now we thank God I I, I emerged from that traumatizing college experience as a perfect specimen and human being. That's I all. Mock. Mock. I just I didn't. Yeah, I just wonder who who the teacher was. I'll talk to him still. Well, those are some Vikings uh, potential free agent targets for you guys that are. Uh, sorry about available that. right now. Good story. Uh, we have we have a couple more things here. We have a Todd Father mock, Todd McShay. He has his 2.0 released early this morning. Here, uh, I have not gone through this yet. There is a projected trade number one. You guys ready to fly through a Good. little little Todd Father action? Take time. Are you kidding? Presented by our friends at Vivrant, who have introduced me to a beautiful website called MyDullKnives.com. All right? If you live in shame because you have dull knives, last night with newly sharpened kitchen knives, I sliced into the most beautiful tomato, no squishing, cucumbers, tomatoes. We were being healthy yesterday. 
All right. No longer do I have to walk around in shame around the streets of Minneapolis. People pointing and laughing at my. Oh, that's the guy with the oh, dull that's knives. The guy. That's he just went back here with his dull knives. Yeah. Mydullknives.com, where the folks at Vivrant will send you a safe and professional mail kit. You can send your dull knives on a little vacation, a little spa week for your dull knives. Vivrant, after a couple days, mails them back to you. They'll even send you replacement knives in the interim, freshly sharpened in the end. It's a game-changing experience for any of you who are looking to do more in the kitchen, just be more adults like my wife and I over the past few months. MyDullKnives.com. Find out more at MyDullKnives.com. I want to mock. All right. The Todd father has spoken with the number one overall pick. He has a projected trade. Gasp. The Indianapolis Colts secure their quarterback by taking Bryce Young with the number one overall pick. Okay. He guesses the package would include something like the number four, so you're swapping the one and the four, a second rounder, a fifth rounder, and maybe even a 2024 first round selection. So Bryce Young, number one. C.J. Stroud, number two, the Texans. Will Anderson, Jr. to the Cardinals at three. And then the Bears trade down again. Again. Gasp. It's good to be the Bears. So the Bears now scoop up a few extra picks and slide down to seven, and the Raiders draft Anthony Richardson with the number four. Okay, this is pretty genius. I, I like where you're mm-hmm. going here. Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd, Todd, no, no, Todd, no, no, you're no, good. Todd. Doing a good job. And then the Seahawks take Tyree Wilson. Uh, we're going to skip around here. The Bears wind up with that Northwestern offensive tackle guy, Peter Skoronsky. Uh, wow, Fal- Falcons take Nolan Smith, the edge rusher. That's, that's about as high as we've seen him. Eighth. Will Levis then goes nine to the Panthers. So there's your four quarterbacks in the first nine picks. Bijan Robinson to the Eagles at 10. Whoa. Woof. He's all over the map. I've seen him everywhere. Jalen Carter falling all the way to 12 to the Texans. Oh boy. Todd says, I'll start by stressing that Carter's draft range is an unknown right now because of all the arrest stuff that happened. All right, Quentin Johnston, first receiver to the Patriots at 14. Bunch of cornerbacks going here. Uh, More cornerbacks going here. Jordan Addison to the Chargers at 21. Jackson Smith and the Jigba to the Ravens at 22. And that brings us to the Vikings. With the 23rd overall pick. Select Deontay Banks, cornerback, Maryland. Uh, he, and he starts off the write-up by saying, okay, Mel, I'm sold on Banks. <laughs> I got your Ravens a wide receiver and then popped your Maryland guy into the top 25, so no complaints on the mock draft special on Tuesday night, please. Banks was really impressive in Indianapolis. I think he ran a sub 4 four forty. Hmm. Yeah, he ran a four three five forty, and was uh, off the charts in some of the other testing. Top three in the broad jump, top three in the vert. And while he had just one pick last season, he did break up 10 passes and limit opponents to 4.6 yards per attempt. Banks is an explosive player. There you go. Deontay Banks. Hmm. I've seen, I've, I think Deontay Banks is the single most mocked player to the Vikings that we have uh, in like the 22 different mocks that we've done so far. Seems too safe. Seems too... I, I don't know if he gets there. <laughs> That's interesting. You know... Just quickly on Jalen Carter. If you think he is a good player, like if he was a top five pick, which he appeared to be until this whole thing, okay? 
he made a huge mistake. But he was drag racing another, and unfortunately, she passed away, so it's awful. But she, they were drag racing, which is beyond stupid. But they're kids. She paid the ultimate price, which is awful. But I don't know. I mean, he's charged with, I think, two misdemeanors, so he's not going to do time. I, I don't think this drops him as far as folks think now. Unless you do background work that proves he's just a bad person. I mean, this is a monumental, stupid mistake, and he's certainly going to pay a price for it. But I'm not sure I'm buying. This seems very 1996-ish. <laughs> well, we're, hurt, we're hearing bad things. So, like, if you do your due diligence on him and, and find out he made a massive mistake... Otherwise, has been a good kid. Yeah, I don't think it drops him as far as we're as far as these people are projecting him to drop. Do you? I doubt if he falls to twelve, unless we find out more information sure. just about his judgment and whatnot. But it is a huge lapse in judgment. This happened in I mean, it happens anytime it's a lapse in judgment. Right. It happened like a month before the combine. What yep, are you I doing? Agree. Like what? What I'm other saying, dumb things are you going to do to cost yourself well, games or you know whatever it is? If that's and your that's level what you have judgment. to find out. So uh, Deontay Banks has now, so I believe the latest Mel Kuyper mock and the latest Todd McShay mock both have Deontay Banks going to the Vikings. The latest Daniel Jeremiah mock has Deontay Banks going to the Vikings. And the latest athletic mock has Deontay Banks going to the Vikings. So that's a very... Yeah. In Indianapolis. That was cooking... (laughs) That's what's cooking in Indianapolis on the grill. <laughs> uh, dynamite, dynamite drop in that broadcast school really yeah, paying off. for See, you. I told you. <laughs> this is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. If you guys want here, I received a a message yesterday from a listener here, Jaden. Jaden Andrud mm-hmm. said, I have a pecking order idea for you guys. He said, big fan of Purple Daily and Score North. I have a pecking order Topic for you guys to do sometime. Top five most important players in the history of Minnesota sports. Top five most. The word important okay. is an interesting one. Okay. I have put this together for you, but I'm I'm a little unsure about it. I'm a little insecure about it. So I want to I give you who I think are the five most important players in Minnesota sports history in pecking order form. And uh, you tell me if I'm way off or close on this, okay? Now, <clears throat> it's hard because, like, the Lakers were around and won championships with George Mikan back in the 50s. And so that was kind of the first team that was on the map in the state of Minnesota. Does that make George Mikan one of the most important players in Minnesota sports history? I almost feel like we've just written off, even people from that generation, like, don't talk about the Minneapolis Lakers. It's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, so I'll just give it to you. I'm going to start with the number one most important athlete in Minnesota sports history, I think, is Kirby Puckett. He helped the Twins to the only two, again, if we don't count the Minneapolis Lakers, the only two men's team championships in state history, right? Hall of Famer, uh, 
the most popular player for a generation of Twins fans. My generation, so, so maybe I'm biased. Is this your list or Jaden's list? This is my list. Okay. Yep. That's what I thought, but I want to make sure. Okay. So I think Kirby, I think Kirby Puckett is the most important player in Minnesota sports history. He was the centerpiece of, of the two men's championships, unless you count the Minneapolis Lakers, in this town. Uh, he helped take Twins baseball to completely new heights, introduce it to a new fan base, and died way too early, all right? Fran Tarkenton. These are kind of these next four are in no particular order. Fran Tarkenton. Okay. He was the first great Vikings quarterback, and I believe he was the first Vikings player, like long term Vikings player, to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in the mid nineteen eighties. Alan Page is on my pecking order of most important Vikings players. He was the best player on those four Super Bowl teams the centerpiece of the Purple People Eaters defense. And unlike Fran Tarkenton, he actually played in all four of the Vikings Super Bowl losses. So Tarkenton on the offensive side, Alan Page on the defensive side. Randy Moss is the fourth guy. Again, no particular order, but he's the fourth guy on my most important Minnesota players packing order list because he launched a new era of Vikings fans. Vikings football became kind of stale and stagnant for a while there. Late 80s into the early 90s. You know, now you're 20 years removed from the last Super Bowl appearance. Uh, they, I think they had a game blacked out the season before because of not at the time, if you yep. didn't pack your stadium, they would black the game out. And uh, Randy Moss changed all of that. The minute Randy Moss stepped foot inside the Metrodome, it was two decades plus of sellouts and ushered in new fans like me, like Declan, et cetera. And the fifth one is tough. So here's my logic here, all right? I know it's the state of hockey, but I, I but you, you can't put a wild player on this list. Most important athletes in Minnesota sports history, I don't think you can put a wild player on this list. And when you start to go through the North Stars players, okay, players, Neil Broughton, Bobby yep. Smith, like I don't, and this is where I'd have to defer to Judd, but I don't, I almost feel like the state of hockey is more about the sport and high school, and maybe there's a college player or something that should be on this list, or just a a hockey figurehead, but it's got to be a player. Yep. So I didn't put any hockey players on this list. Uh, the Timberwolves, obviously you could say Kevin Garnett, but, you know, they it was such a low bar for the Wolves to clear. They never rose, like, they never came anywhere near a championship. Um, so I don't, I don't have any Timberwolves on this. I'm putting Lindsey Whalen as the fifth most important Minnesota athlete in history. Mm-hmm. She put women's basketball on the map here for 15, 20 years. Gophers final four. She was the centerpiece or one of them of a Lynx dynasty. I think if you were to just do a survey of a hundred Minnesotans, you know, show a picture of Lindsey Whalen or say like a hundred out of a hundred would know who Lindsey Whalen is. Yep. So Again, you tell me if I'm out, but I got Kirby Puckett, Fran Tarkenton, Alan Page, Randy Moss, Lindsey Whalen. Three Vikings, Kirby Puckett, and Lindsey Whalen are my five most important Minnesota players of all time. Interesting list. Um, I don't I don't disagree with it. So I think, in fairness, I think that you probably have to start that, that list just because five wouldn't be enough with the year that we became a big league town state which is Twins and Vikings in 61. 
Mm-hmm. Because before that, you've got George Mikan, Bronco Nagurski. Bronco Nagurski, I guess. John yeah. Mayasich. Like, we could go through a litany of of very important a- athletes who are now, for the most part, forgotten. Paul Geel was an unbelievable athlete and eventually the AD. So I think the fairness in your list is say, let's just start it with the year that we went big league, which, by the way, was not the 50s and the NBA. Like, yeah. the NBA was... It was a, a shell of what we we know now. And there's a bunch um, of gophers like Dave Winfield and Paul Molitor and all these like you know Kevin McHale. There's guys yeah, you exactly. Can... Well, and and yes, and that gets tough within itself. Um, Brock Lesnar. I, would, I literally so the, had him written down. So the name that jumps out to me that's missing, and I would probably have to replace one of the three Vikings. Harmon Killebrew. Okay. He is one of the I like I mean that's the thing is like Tarkington he was the Twins first star. Would you and take would was, you take Whalen off and put Killebrew? No, you know, you know what? I'd probably take a Viking off cuz I mean Whalen's a really good one. She's arguably I think that you could make a case. She is the biggest and I know that this was not reflected in her coaching, but as a player she, I think, is arguably the most competitive winning player in the history of the state. Yeah. Like, look at the championships. She helped take the Gophers, the team that just fired her, to the Final Four. Like, I can't tell you, hmm. like, you know, that is so off the charts. It's probably not program. happening again in our lives. I don't think which it is, is. Which also is a tough thing to walk into as a coach, and and they didn't win enough games, but that's kind of, so that was kind what? of the bar, right? Get back to the Final Four. It's like, okay. Okay. So you know what? I probably have to take because I I agree with you on Puckett as well. I probably have to take one of those three Vikings off the list. You probably have to take either. You have to pick between probably Allen Page and Fran Tarkenton, or, right? Yeah, probably. And I'd probably I'd probably go. And and the Moss thing is weird because I know that it was hanky here at times, but again, to your point, he sort of he changed the Vikings fan base. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm hard pressed to drop him. But I would probably take yeah Tarkington. Or page off the list for Killebrew. Interesting. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't fight you too hard on that. Yeah, yeah. Bra- Brock Lesnar does have a case. I know he only went to Minnesota for the one year. He didn't necessarily grow up here, right? He grew up in South Dakota, I believe. Yeah, he went to the University of Minnesota, and then. But a lot of people are, you know, they they know him for that. I think. That, I mean, Madonna was more known for his time with the Dallas Stars, yeah. in my opinion, than he like was with three the or North four years. Stars. With the North I Stars. thought of that too because Mike would be on the list if they hadn't left yeah. Dallas. Yeah, especially if they had hoisted a cup in Minnesota yeah. instead of Dallas, right? Yeah. So would love would love people in the YouTube comment section to give us your five. Who are your five? Mo- not best, not you know. Well, I was going to say not most decorated because there's not many decorated Minnesota. Athletes, but your five most important players in Minnesota sports history. Hmm. That's a great one. I'm sure we're like, there's got to be someone outside of the the main sports too that we're not thinking of. Like, is there an Olympian or something that? Yeah, well, but, yeah, there are. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, very like, like like Diggins or something. <laughs> would you put? You know, Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, didn't she like yeah. ski up and down a hill one time in she Minnesota and claim her as our own? She was born in Vail, I believe, but um, moved to Minnesota in high school. I I think that's correct. It might be. I she might skied? have that flipped. I might have that flipped. Where'd she ski here? 
Buck Hill, I believe. Buck Hill, okay. That's yeah. what I thought, but I didn't know for sure. All right. Yeah, she stopped at a gas station one time outside of Buck Tom Hill, Lehman. actually, and that and then we claim her. Yeah. Tom Lehman couldn't move to Arizona quick <laughs> enough, and say. I don't blame him, but we claim him because he's from Alexandria. <laughs> Tom Lehman's like, how soon can I move to Scottsdale, actually? So. Tom was like five. He's like, get me the hell out of here. I like golf. Cool. Uh, we've got some write that down predictions and an accountability session tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. And we're just awaiting more shoes to drop in Vikingsville. Who's next? next. As they slice and dice their way to cap compliance. So here we'll they come. The out. train. They're coming on the train right now. That's you right. Can hear them. Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith. The, my, my, the, train's coming. The, train. the cap train is coming. See you, you guys tomorrow.